Hey, everybody. I am Joshua. Oh, excuse me. I'm Jamie. And we're, we're going to do, do Daredevil. Daredevil. everybody. Um, my name is Joshua. That over there is Jamie. Hello, and uh, we're going to talk about some uh, Daredevil today for a change. We are. Last episode, we talked a lot about Punisher, so we're sorry for that mm-hmm. if you're not a Punisher fan. But this episode is going to be a lot more Daredevil. And um, and <laughs> uh, we're going to do something a little bit a little bit different. We're going to go out of order a little bit here. Just a little bit, yeah. yeah. There's an issue. Um, there's a fill-in issue. Now, uh, issue 264 of Daredevil. Remember at the end of last issue we finished with uh, 260. Mm-hmm. Um we should also mention um uh, Al Williamson is the the inker. I keep we keep saying John Romita Jr. in the art, but I forgot Al Williamson. Yeah, no, Al Williamson, <coughs> we need to give him major props because yeah. he has been on all these books that we've yeah. been covering lately mm-hmm. with John Romita Jr. And the two of them together are just they're amazing. Their run together is, is it the longest run that a penciler and an inker in Daredevil? Maybe I mean uh, it's got Klaus be, Janssen has got to be up there with no, but but with different pencilers. Yeah, exactly. This is ju- this is the same two people mm-hmm. on. I bet you they've done more books than anybody else. Quite possibly, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, at least for volume one, from yeah. what we've read so far. Uh, but not continuously because two sixty four comes screaming in. Yeah, um, we're going to skip ahead to this one because this was John Romita Jr. was getting married, so he was uh, he was. Otherwise engaged, ho ho, pun intended. Um, <laughs> uh, so there's a filling issue. It's re- it's still written by Anna Senti, um, but it's Steve Ditko, the uh, the artist and uh, the creator of Spider Man, yeah, <laughs> and um, artist who it, worked up until ninety. What, I can't remember ninety three or whatever however old he was. But it's funny because this book was written by Anna Senti, mm-hmm. but it does not fall in place of. Like what they did was, you know, a lot of times when you have a fill-in artist come mm-hmm. in, they continue to draw on the same storyline that's yeah. going on. This is not the case. In this no. case, they wrote a story that has absolutely nothing to do with what's been going on with Daredevil, Typhoid yeah. Mirror, and what's going to happen <coughs> next. Because Excuse like me. we said, we haven't covered uh, 261, 262, 263 yet, mm-hmm. but this one happens right in the middle of that storyline, yeah. and it's got nothing to do with it. In fact, Daredevil is in a different place in his continuity or whatever, yeah. because yeah. Um, we when we left Daredevil last podcast, he was all beaten up, and basically mm-hmm. we believe he's dead. Yeah, uh, Typhoid Mary had just thrown him off a fifty foot ledge off of a bridge, and he's dead. Or we know he's not dead, but you know the world thinks he's dead. Mm-hmm. When this issue pops up, it doesn't matter where we're at with Daredevil. And the, the actual, this doesn't matter. This is its own complete standalone where Daredevil is normal Daredevil. Yeah. Now we have a rough idea of where it fits in because we we see a character that we were introduced to last time. There was a, when we met Ammo, in fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, those issues, which is the guy with the baby, mm-hmm. the guy which who makes finds me the baby think, in the trash I wonder can. if Anasenti wrote this and then scrapped it. And then when John Romita Jr. was going on a thing, he's like, let's just bring that same story since it's already done. Yeah. Because. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. It, it kind of feels like one of those. Yeah. Um, what we have, and it's the, the a big part of what this story is, it features the owl. And it's a bunch of, uh, the owl um, needs some money. 
He wants to graft actual wings to his body. Mm-hmm. He's tired of just being a glider. He wants to be a flyer. He loves owls. And um, he needs the money, and he comes up with a plan where he's going to steal a bunch of drugs <clears throat> from drug dealers. He says that the, the trade in crack cocaine in uh, New York alone is a billion dollars, and I want just a few million. Mm-hmm. I'm going to steal all the drugs and then sell them back and get the cash. It's just like a, a cash scheme, a quick mm-hmm. way of getting cash for him. And the way that he's going to do it is is that he's found out that these guys, what they do is they, they use they these do brown... Drops, they do drops. They have these brown paper bags mm-hmm. that they drop off, and then somebody else comes and picks it up. Yeah. So what they're going to do is they're going to watch these people with those brown paper bags. This, When I say uh, we, it's going to be the henchmen that the owl has hired. Mm-hmm. They're going to go with duplicate-looking brown paper bags, yeah. and he's going to take them and replace them, do a quick little swap, yeah. And then the person that comes that grabs the bag grabs the wrong one and inside the bottom of the wrong one is a small bomb yeah. that will blow up. Not, it has not, fake powder. Yeah, so it fake, looks like, so it the looks drugs like are still cocaine there, it or has whatever. It's a small bomb that's enough to like shock the person. Right. And send the powder flying around, so you're not really sure what it is. And and then um, they keep the the real drugs, and then like Jamie said, they sell the the drugs back to the um, to the drug dealers. So yeah. so this issue, I mean, we're going to go over this one pretty quickly. But mm-hmm. Steve Steve get, Steve Dicko is a is a good artist. Yeah, w- without a doubt, mm-hmm. he's a good artist, and he's really good at drawing fun facial expressions and fun poses. Uh, yeah. you know, the characters are really cool poses. Yeah. But the first several pages of this issue is literally just the owl talking to the people that he's hired. The these are guys called the Bombers, yeah. and they are completely goofy, loony guys, and they are just making fun of Al, telling him that he's old, that he's washed up. Yeah, he's 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 just. They're saying he's a loser, basically. He's a, he's and a they're loser. saying, you know, you got this weird costume. You're called the owl. Yeah, like, what like, is why that are all you about? doing that? Why, you could be called and any the, other animal. And the owl is threatening them, saying, like, as soon as you guys are done, I'm going to kill you all. You guys are terrible, blah, blah, blah. And they're just laughing at him. And he's like, whatever. So then he jumps out of the helicopter that they're in the middle of a helicopter right yeah. now. He's just told them the whole plan. Everyone knows their roles. Mm-hmm. He jumps out. He does this little, like, like you know, the gliding. He does his every, glide, yeah. and, and these guys are actually pretty impressed. They're oh, like, that's oh, pretty wow. cool. Oh, maybe. Maybe uh, he the old hoot's not so bad. Yeah. So, so he, he glides yeah. back to a, one of his many. He has so much real estate. He can probably mm-hmm. sell some real estate and afford to get the the operation. But he he glides back and you know his owl his his friend uh, familiar is there and he talks about how impressed he is with owls and how people think they're funny mm-hmm. and uh, maybe they should pay more attention and. He talks about how he wants this operation so that he can actually be, he can be a flyer. He's got these crazy like Wolverine looking claws now that fly out and uh, like like the ballistic knife that the Punisher had in, yeah. the, in that Punisher War Journal. Then we jump across and we see the, the guy that had the baby who's, uh, um, did he ever get a name? I don't know. I don't he know. Did. He was a homeless guy that was going to um, kill himself. He was go- he broke out of jail. He broke out of jail yeah. during one of the the X crossovers, mm-hmm. and um, wasn't he going to kill himself? No, he was going to kill. He was going to kill a homeless guy to get his clothes because he was oh, in prison. Oh, that's clothing. what he was going to do. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. He escaped prison. He was yeah. inside of a jail. Once that thing happened. He got out of his jail. He got out of the jail cell. He finds this baby, and, and the baby's like watching him while he's trying to yeah, and he's like, kill the guy. I can't kill someone while the baby's watching. And he ends up kind of adopting him. Yeah. So anyway, so he he's got this kid now. He loves yeah, the kid. Yeah, they're great. They're, they're a real so great good to team. Have him. Yeah. yeah, he takes care of him. I'm sure he uses all the proper, you know. Yeah. 
He says, you know, you're, you're the best thing that's come up. And then he says, here, look, let's go. there's a newspaper. It's a tabloid. Let's read it. It always makes me laugh. It makes me think that maybe it's not a terrible world. And he's just laughing about some stuff. And he's sitting close to a trash can because they were going through the trash can to try and find some food. And uh, one of the, the dead drops happens behind him. <clears throat> and he, um, the, the bomber guy does the switcheroo in mm-hmm. that brief period before the next guy's supposed to come along. And replaces one brown paper bag with another yeah. brown paper bag. And the guy spots it and says, that's a good bag. Why would someone throw away a perfectly good bag like that? That's strong. <laughs> Let's put you in there. So he puts the baby in and he's carrying the baby in the brown bag. <laughs> and the bomber sees it and says, that guy put a baby in the bag? There's a bomb in there? I gotta, oh no, I better grab it. But the, the other guy who was going to collect the drugs runs up and grabs it before the bomber can do anything. <clears throat> He's got the bag. So then, what? So what we think has happened now is that the baby has gone in a bag with the explosions underneath, yeah, with the bomb, and the drug addict or, or the drug dealer has taken the bag with the baby, thinking it's just the drugs. Yeah. Um, Daredevil was watching, and he says, "There's something weird going on in yeah, town what's right going now." Going on with all these weirdos. Yeah. He's listening, and he says, "There's been these weird little explosions. There's a gang. There's like tension. It feels like a gang war is about to happen." He hears one of the little explosions. He follows the sound. And he sees one of the guys that's been collecting the drugs. And he's, you know, we see how big the explosion is. It's not that big. The bottom of the bag's blown out. The powder stuff, the fake powder's been flying around. And uh, he's kind of jumping like he's surprised. And Daredevil swings down and says, okay, we need to talk. And he just stands on his head. (laughs) (laughs) And holds his head down while the guy's pounding his fist and saying, I want to get out of here. And he says, nope. You got to tell me. uh," He says, there's a lot of cocaine in the air. What's going on? And... uh, the guy says, isn't it obvious someone's muscling in on our turf? Someone's trying to start a gang war. Uh, maybe it's the Bloods, but I swear that this war will be over if we find out who it is. And Daredevil senses, well, this is happening. He senses the guy that had the baby, a friend, grabbing some woman's bag. And he just says, lady, I'm not trying to steal your bag. I just want to see what's inside, okay? I'm trying to find something. And Daredevil runs over and grabs him. And he says, someone stole my brown bag. I've got to find it. And Daredevil says, he's heart rate. He's crazy, but he's not lying. And uh, he says, there's something in the smell. He's, he's, you know, he's some homeless guy. I can smell there's something like the smell of garbage and <laughs> old clothes. And he says, but I can smell something. I smell powder. And he says, I wonder if it's cocaine. I, that's weird. He's just a street bum. Who is that guy? And he runs off. Uh-huh. We see the baby um, in the bag. The guy who gr- who took the bag... He's got Didn't, he, who thinks it's the drugs. He's got headphones he, on. Yeah, He's just dancing around. He, he doesn't know. He hasn't heard the baby going goo 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 goo. Nah. So <laughs> we see like a, a gang war almost breaking out, and we see a couple of guys fighting over a bag, and then the homeless guy sees it, and he he runs over and says. Uh, He's, he's thinking, baby, <laughs> and, runs over, and he's about to grab the bag and the bomb, the little bomb goes off and he thinks the baby's in there and he thinks the baby's dead. Daredevil comes and breaks up one of the gang's, gang wars and just says, all of you, chill. Mm-hmm. I'm going to solve this. Yes. Don't start a fight yeah, over don't this. Don't start a fight over this. And he's like, look, at the bottom yeah. of these bags is a bomb. Yeah. So he takes the bomb, destroys the bomb. Yeah. And uh, runs off and looking for the next one. Yeah. He finds a guy and he says, you've got to dismantle all of these bombs. Mm-hmm. And then he says, hang on, I hear another explosion. He runs off and then he sees the guy who, who thought the baby was in the bag and he's crying. And he says, there's that garbage bomb. Yeah. Who yeah, is this guy? He just runs past him. <laughs> he just him. runs past him. And then he, he goes over and he says, okay, you're going to dismantle all the bombs. You're going to find them all. And then he says, um, there's the guy who's going to go dismantle the bombs. He says, 
there's been talk of a meetup, uh, 10th Avenue uh, Tower rooftop in 10 minutes. That some guy wants to meet and he's got some demands. So this is where the owl has uh, is trying to gather everybody yeah. and do the whole, you know, like I will sell you back your drugs if you yeah. give me the money. This is where he's doing his mm-hmm. cash withdrawal. And and at that point, uh, Daredevil ends up uh, showing up. He turns up and all the gangs are there and they're ready to start fighting because they're blaming each other. But the bombers come in and say, it's us. And yeah. here's the deal. You're going to pay us a bunch of money. You're going to get your yeah. drugs back. Everybody calm down. And they start fighting and they say, no way, you're a Chicago gang. How dare you try and get in on our turf? <laughs> and Daredevil jumps in and beats them all up. Yeah. And the owl's watching and he says... You, all of you smug little kids who kept saying, ha ha, look at you, you funny yeah. guy. You're called the owl, ha yeah. This is another one of the old timers. He just beat all of you up. <laughs> all of you. And then the owl actually goes after he Daredevil. Says, watch this. Yeah, watch I'll show this. you what an old timer can do. And, uh, you know, he gets a couple of good uh, good moves in. Doesn't yeah. really make much contact. Daredevil's able to, for the most part, he gets hit once or twice. Yeah. But for the most part, he's able to avoid it. Everybody is uh, watching him. The bombers are. And they're like, look at that old man move, man. Daredevil's dead meat. Yeah. Well, anyways, Daredevil ends up swinging around doing some of his, you know, kicks. It's fancy and fancies. Fancy fancies. And uh, ends up taking a... Uh, um, uh, taking the owl down, and then when he takes the owl down, uh, he ends the owl for one little moment shoots uh, shoots his. Uh, he says, "This is this is where you old timers do come. This is yeah. what what it, the problem with old timers is. Watch this. You're going to do something stupid. Uh-huh. I'm going to fire my claws at that homeless guy sitting there that's got nothing to do with this, and you're <laughs> going to go and save him, aren't you? You're going to make that choice. So he fires the claws at the guy that still thinks his baby's in a bag and, that's exploded and, several times. And this is the most unrealistic thing that's probably ever happened in Daredevil." Because so he shoots these claws out right now. Now think mm. about how fast they would have to go in order to like this. Is, we're, we're talking three al- miles an hour. No, we're talking <laughs> almost like bullet fast. Yeah, because when you shoot them out, like so, Daredevil. They went through a wall when we first saw. Him, yeah, so. so so Daredevil he ends up taking his billy club and throwing it and hitting them before it hits the guy in the head. Yeah, you know how fast Daredevil would have to be to do this. He would have to reach down, grab it, and throw it, and do that all faster than a speeding bullet. But yeah, the, the the power that he would have to throw the clubs at to get the speed up to catch up to something that's before. been fired out before he hit. <laughs> I know, but it's good fun. It's, it is good fun. It is good fun. And then the owl gets away. He uh, laughing. Yep, I like that. He's laughing, and then I was like, he's gone. You can hear him laugh. You know where he is. He's not got that far. Um, and then he goes up to the bum, and he's like, "What is? Who are you?" And the guy's like, "Leave me alone. I'm having mm-hmm. the worst day of my life." And he goes, I don't have time for you. I've got to go find someone else. And he grabs one of the bombers and says, okay, you are coming with me. I'm going to use my senses. He listens past every noise and he goes, there, bomb, come, you, dismantle, uh, disarm. Grabs it, disarms that bomb. And then another one and another one and another one. And finally he catches up to the guy with the headphones walking along. And he says, hang on a second, I can send something else in there. There's a heartbeat in the bag. Opens the bag and the baby's in there. <laughs> he goes, he goes, you and your stupid, you and your headphones. stupid <laughs> headphones. I know I love that line. So he reaches and he takes the baby. And now we cut back to the homeless guy yeah. who is literally just so distraught. He feels so terrible. Yeah. He's got the little the little uh, he's bottle. Got milk bottle yeah. The milk bottle, and he's caressing it and he and he's crying. And he's he like said, I, I'll never trust anyone again. Yeah. And then Dare, Daredevil shows up and gives him the baby. And he's like, I realize I smelled the baby powder earlier, blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, he says, I thought you, it was cocaine, but it was baby yeah, powder. Yeah, so you uh you know you can have this baby. But what's so weird is Daredevil 
level is kind of second guessing himself. He's like, so I'm giving this homeless guy a baby that's probably not even his, but right. you know what? I'm going to keep an eye on yeah, you. He says, I should report you, but <laughs> you seem happy. You seem happy. And that's <laughs> the end of that one. It's a, it, it really kind of felt like an older story. Yeah. It didn't, it does not fit in the storyline. Yeah. And it's kind of fun because it has all the stuff about like old timers and the yeah. owl being out of town. I mean, the, the gangs themselves are so out of town. They're like complete warriors style gangs. Like, so um so before we jump into 261 oh, yeah, we should really quickly we're going to do saga a, of the submariner. yeah number nine issue number nine of the saga of the submariner uh, this is a fun issue um i i have not read issues one through eight but after, i have no I, intention of reading well no one. but i like the submariner <laughs> and, and the, if you like you know the first appearance of or uh, if you like the first time daredevil um fought the submariner yeah. back in issue number seven the last time daredevil or the first time daredevil wears red this is actually like very similar to that one where it's the a, it's a retelling of the Submariner's entire history, I think, yeah. isn't it? It's like a quick but, but the way that the Submariner acts in this and the way that they fight yeah. is very similar. Uh, he's caught in the middle of a fight with the X Men right now. Yeah, Magneto because Magneto has basically said, "You're a mu- you're, you're a mutant. mutant. You should come with me." Yeah. So it's this is all this is Submariner telling us his story, and it's Roy Thomas is the uh, Roy Thomas and Dan Thomas are the writers, but Roy Thomas. Of course, way back was uh, was mm-hmm. editor in chief, I think, at Marvel for a long time, wasn't he? And he, he was involved in a lot of that Bronze Age stuff. And Bob McLeod is the artist, and with with Bob uh, Buckler, who was a Daredevil. Yeah, uh, Rich Duckler was the penciler. Rich Buckler, isn't it Buckler? Is it? Duckler? Oh yeah, sorry, yes, yeah. Rich he, he who Buckler. was a, a Daredevil artist back in the day. He was a, a great Daredevil artist, in fact. So we're not gonna go. We're not gonna go over no. uh, this one too much. We'll just yeah. really talk about the Daredevil uh, appearance. So, uh, Namor. Um, it was Kane ended up getting Namor to go up to the surface because Kane wants to yeah, do something down. In if Atlantis. you remember, the Submariner comes to the surface because he thinks he, he he has a legal claim to mm-hmm. the surface, and he says, "You know, I want to do this by the book, and I want my as the the surface dwellers call it my day in court." So I get a really good lawyer called Matt Murdock. So Matt's defending him, and while Matt's defending him, uh, somebody from uh, Atlantis pops up and is like, you need to come back, yeah. Lord, because... Uh, Lady uh, Dormer, who is like a constant... Not Kang, Krang. Krang, yeah. Yeah, sorry. So and, Lady Dormer is the, the person who's either completely in love with Submariner or betraying him again and again and again. <clears throat> and she comes in and says, Krang is... Uh, he tricked you. He got you to the surface to uh, so that he could take the throne. And Submariner's like, okay... I'm done with all of this court stuff. I have to go back. I have to go. And they're like, well, hang on. You, yeah, you actually... You, like, you can't do this. Yeah, and, you've got and, to go to jail. And, and Matt is saying, Namor, wait. You know, and, yeah. and and then we kind of cut forward to the actual fight where Daredevil shows up. And yeah. it's not a very long fight. It's only over uh, like two pages. But Daredevil does some really clever things. Yeah. And the best part about this fight is I love how Namor respects Daredevil. Yeah. And, and while they're fighting, you know, like... Like Namor picks up a street lamp and hits Daredevil in the back, but he realizes, oh look, Daredevil's bending his body in a certain way to, to to make the impact not so strong. Yeah, that's pretty smart. And then, oh look at this! While he's landing, he's able to grab these wires and he tries this electrocution act on me. And, and he says, you know, that re- I fought with Electric Hills, and that electric shock that he gave me really hurt. That guy has probably got an insulated suit, but uh-huh. I guarantee you it hurt him a lot It hurt more. him bad. Yeah. So he just respects him. And ultimately what ends up happening is Submariner wins and Daredevil yeah. is like about ready to pass out. And he's like, you mustn't fight the others. This is Daredevil yeah. talking. Is, what the, happened, if you remember in the original issue, is that the army has lined up a barricade to stop him from getting to the surface, back to the water. And Daredevil is basically trying to stop him from encountering the army and having a, a full fight with the army. 
And Namor says, I respect this guy so much, I'm going to avoid the army. Right. I'm just going to fly over all of them. <laughs> um, there, there's one great, there's a great uh, couple of panels in this. Um, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a real old style of, of storytelling because it is from uh, the Silver Age. And there's a great bit where uh, Magneto basically shouts at Scarlet Witch and says, stop your sniveling girl or suffer the same fate. And Submariner comes in, smashes the machine that Magneto is about to use to kill everybody and says, uh, I, ally, al- I ally my... S- <laughs> Ali, why can't I say this word? My al- ally. ally. Thank you. Wow, that was weird. My brain stopped working. Um, <laughs> I ally myself with no one who speaks to a female as you do. <laughs> and then two pages later, no, three, uh, the Lady Dorma says something to me. He says, hold your tongue, woman. Never speak thus of love to me. It's like, hang on a second, yeah, everybody. What were you just saying? <laughs> so uh, this is the last thing I want to say about this issue is just that, um, like I said. It's really that, nice artwork. It is. And and Namor, I like how much he respects Daredevil. And just this one panel, the very last time we see Daredevil yeah. in this issue, he goes, "I." this is Namor talking about Daredevil. I have fought the Fantastic Four, the Avengers, other super-powered humans, but none have been more courageous than he. The most vulnerable of all. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. That's some yeah. mad respect. He does. Uh, he does allude to the fact that he thinks that Daredevil might be Matt Murdock. He has a panel where he says, "The way they move, it reminds me." And he says, "No, that's a that's a crazy idea. That yeah. guy's blind. There's no blind. way. No way it could be him." Um, all right, so we're gonna go over uh, five issues of Daredevil. Yeah. We've already done one, two sixty four, but we're gonna go over two sixty one through two sixty six. Yes, we are two sixty one. Yeah, and these ones um, are actually not this first issue. So let's talk about this first one first, because starting with the second issue, we're getting into Inferno, the crossover. Yeah. So this first yeah. one is is not part of that yet. This first one is you remember Daredevil is missing. Uh-huh. Um, Daredevil is presumed dead after his fight and we have the opening of this you remember um our friend everybody's friend johnny storm johnny storm flew Human by Torch. and was like i'm too busy to help yeah out back in, in issue 260 yeah and uh, this is what this issue is 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 daredevil is missing and the human torch is going to try to pick up yeah. the slack and he says he's gonna is, have karen is basically freaking out yeah she's like i've got to find him he i think something mm-hmm. terrible has happened and johnny storm you know the fantastic four and daredevil are good friends they are yeah they go way back and Karen, and even Karen Page is familiar with them because mm-hmm. even 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 all the way back up to issue two, mm-hmm. when the Fantastic Four first appear inside of the Daredevil comic book, uh, they asked Daredevil to be their lawyer, and Karen is there and probably had a lot of dealings with them. Mm-hmm. So so anyway, so the issue starts and uh, Human Torch is just goofing off with with the, in the, the with the fat boys, mm-hmm. and he's goofing off with the kids, and he's like, hey. Uh, like, look at my head's on fire. The rest and of my body's not. Why doesn't your nose melt off? Why aren't you yeah. bald? Why is this? This other this other lady who's been in it before in Hilda. the clinic, Hilda, mm-hmm. um, you know, smoking. So Johnny Storm does a you know cute little let me light it for you and, and yeah. uses his hair to light it. Karen loses her patience. Yeah. Says, stop being a clown and just stop it. I've had enough. How can you joke like this? Dead Evil is gone. The street says he's dead. The law clinic is in chaos. My whole world is falling apart. How can you laugh? And... You know, Johnny gives her a look and she says, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. And she's like, no, no, you're absolutely right. Come on, we've got to find him. I said, I'd help you. And, um, of course, Butch is like, he's he's there. Like, someone says, where's Matt? But Butch is like, I don't care. I hate Matt. Yeah. Um, 
Because if you remember, he had saw Matt uh, getting smoochy smoochy yeah. with Mary. And we get this sense of the, the, the building, uh, the inferno coming. We go out and it's like a heat wave in New York. Temperatures are high. Everyone's getting angry with each other. People are shouting. Yeah, it's, it's it's doing a little foreshadowing of what's yeah. going to be happening in the next few issues. Yeah. Um, but so but, now, but someone who's in a nice air conditioned, a nice air office. conditioned, yeah, we get a nice little scene where uh, um, Kingpin is uh, going over stuff with the arranger. Mm-hmm. I assume it's the arranger. Yeah, it's the arranger there. Yeah, it's going the arranger, with, not, not Wesley. Yeah, and 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 this is the arranger telling Kingpin, look, with Daredevil dead, Hill's Kitchen's wide open. We need to do this, this, and this, and this, and this in order to maximize profits and all that stuff. Yeah, he says and, the floodgates and, are and open And this now. is what's so great. Told, this is what Kingpin says. Because first, the arranger's like, hey, are you listening? Hey, sir, sir, are you listening? And Kingpin's like, yeah, go ahead, do all yeah, those yeah. things. Do all those. Which is probably, the arranger's probably like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why this is happening is because obviously Kingpin is infatuated with typhoid mm-hmm. and is not focused on anything else. Right now, all his focus is on her. And then we find out that she's outside. And, and of course, Kingpin, you know, wanting to be in complete control is saying, you know what, make her wait. Mm-hmm. Make her wait out there. She yeah. doesn't. She's not going to come to the so office. So she plays around with the guard outside. And yeah. She basically... She basically like teases him and then says, uh, "I now own you because if you do anything, I can just tell the kingpin that you grab my yeah, I know grab my behind." Man, and, uh, it's crazy. And he's like, uh, "No, no, don't do that. Don't and he's do like that." Sweat and he's like, "Oh, be quiet." Um, she walks in and says, "Hey, baby, come and let's have a kiss." And the kingpin glares at her, grabs her around the throat, and lifts her up mm-hmm. off the ground. And very says, similar to the way that uh, Bullet did with uh, with uh, Typhoid. With her, yeah, and says, "Nobody disobeys me." You were hired to break Daredevil's heart, not kill him. And she's like, "Ah, come on. You're fine. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, I've never seen you that upset. Um, we have a little breakaway from this moment where we see it's a hot day. People are sunbathing on roofs and people are walking around and we see a fly flying along and it flies over Daredevil's broken body lying in the grass where he was dropped. And yeah, um, so this is exactly where he landed. Um, yeah. So we don't know. He's probably been there for a couple of days, mm-hmm. honestly, yeah. like because, you know, Karen said that he's been missing and mm-hmm. cops say that he's dead. Um, and then what ends up happening, so this is like really the only time we see Daredevil in this issue. Yeah. And um, Johnny Storm gets dressed up as a, as a super tough guy. Yeah, because no, th- this is what I, I, one thing I really like about this part, Jamie, is the fact that if you know, I mean, everyone knows what John, uh, what Human Torch is like. Yeah. He's the goofball. Yeah. He doesn't take anything he's serious. Arrogant, he's cocky. People don't take him serious either no. because of how he is. Yeah. And he knows Daredevil's type of crime fighting, mm-hmm. his fighting style, everything that he deals with is street level. Yeah. It's all, you know, like dirty. You know that type of stuff. So he needs to try to. He get needs to that. get to street level. So what and he does is he dresses level, up like a little. He, d- he dresses up like an idiot, like yeah. a, like a. He go- puts on cowboy boots, a, <laughs> yeah. a wallet chain, rolls his. He does like a, a um, James Dean quiff and rolls his cigarette box up into his sleeve of his t-shirt mm-hmm. and walks into the last exit bar, which you remember is that bar where uh, he, someone asked the Daredevil who he was pitching or catching. Right. Yeah. And it's a bunch of like um like the the the. the the flotsam and jetsam of uh, <laughs> New York end up there. And he walks in and he's got, <laughs> Johnny Storm's got a t-shirt that says bad exclamation mark. And he says, okay, now to business. Daredevil is missing. We got to find him. I want anyone with any information to step forward. And someone's like, I can't believe this fathead. I know it's so it's so funny. And like even Karen and Butch are like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing to watch. And he's trying really hard, but everyone is telling him is like, look, they're just laughing at him. You're like you're you're an idiot. You can't do this. So we we quickly cut across uh, back to Kingpin's tower, and there's a 
big fight going on where Kingpin is hits her across the face. Yeah. Uh, he he, and she, he, she he asks, he says, enough. And she smiles and says no. And then she starts throwing all, using the little like sparkling Jubilee type things and mm-hmm. firing, um, you know, using her telekinesis and, and, and everything. And Kingpin is just letting it happen. He's slapping her about um, mm-hmm. and then he grabs her and she basically sets his tuxedo on fire and he just, he doesn't move. You know, she's start, she's got a nosebleed at this stage and he grabs mm-hmm. her and... Uh, he says, no more parlor tricks. No more parlor tricks. He, she says, I'll burn with you. And he says, are you sure that's what you want? And he takes the this flaming tuxedo jacket off, drops it to the ground and says, are you ready to behave? And she says, yes. Yeah. Oh, that is a, that's a, that is a powerful scene. That's insane. Mm-hmm. You have two of the most powerful people right now, Kingpin. Yeah. King, do you think Kingpin is actually starting to realize what's going on? Maybe he is so smart. He has to. Yeah, he needs to realize that he's probably she's, like I've let this get out of hand. Yeah, I've let her anything. manipulate me a little yeah. bit. So and then yeah, we, we, we go we, back to Johnny and he's uh, the the bar owner says, "Okay, here's the thing: don't smash up my bar. Okay, you you guys can just be silly, but don't smash up the bar." And uh, and he says, and one guy pulls out a gun and says, "We can do this real easy. You're only going to need one rag to clean up the blood." And he points the gun at Johnny, and <clears throat> Johnny's hand goes flaming. He zaps it, melts the gun. And then they say, oh, it's the human torch. That's what he looks like without his flame. What a wimp. And he says, okay, how about this? I'll do a deal with you. You think I'm all about the flame? I'll, I'll take on the biggest guy in the bar without using my powers. So that we're introduced to, uh, is it, what's Baby. his name? Baby Elmo. Ba- it's Baby, yeah. Baby Elmo, who uh-huh. looks like uh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> he's huge yeah and he walks up and they're all laughing and they're like okay let's see what you got and he walks up first thing he does is he attempts to smack Johnny in the foot well he just hits the wall by Johnny's head and smashes the picture by it so Johnny hits him a couple of times and he doesn't he goes he, 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 he. and then picks he him up, picks throws him up by in the Johnny bar. throws him across the bar onto the other side and uh, Johnny can realize what's going on, and he starts to attack him. And they had this little fight. Yeah, and, and it's kind of cool. He j- basically, Johnny jumps on him, and he gets, baby Elmo starts to squeeze him. He gets, he gets, yeah, he gets into like a bear hug, and he can hear ribs cracking. And he goes, "Quit hugging me, Elmo. I ain't one of your girlfriends. Guess you're used to hugging cows." <laughs> and then he just does like a, a a kung fu slap to the across the ears. Yeah. yeah. And that causes him to drop him, and then we don't, and then we get some quick little punch, punch, yeah, punch. Yeah, and then he knocks him out. He knocks him out, so he actually wins, and everyone is is not even everyone's impressed. Like, no, everyone says, "Oh, pretty decent," but we're but still going to kill that's you. That's what I mean. Yeah, like like they weren't intimidated. So, so, so he, he flames he, on he, and says, goes, "You guys are jerks." Yeah, you are jerks. <laughs> and then he causes this kind of like big inferno, and he shoots fireballs, and the and the place catches on fire, and the bar owners all sad, and and Karen and Butch and uh, Human Torch they walk out, yeah. and, and and Human Torch is like, "Look, Karen, I'm sorry, I tried. I, I'm not like Daredevil. He's better mm-hmm. than me. I can't." He says he says to the guy as he's leaving, the guy whose bar is on fire, he says, uh, "Oh, he says, yeah, I'm the, sorry, buddy. The Fantastic Four will rebuild your bar, pay yeah. for making it brand new." And, and then, then yeah, that's what he says. I he can't apologizes handle. to Karen, and he then says, he flies I'm, I'm off. I'm subtle. I'm clumsy. I'm yeah. uncool. I can't handle these streets. Daredevil. He must be something special. And he and then he leaves. And then he and, flies away. And then we go back to the Kingpin Tower, and we find out that Kingpin and Typhoid Mary were getting it on. They were because yeah. yeah, after they after they got in a fight, and Kingpin, you know, said who was the most powerful, um, or said that you know you're going to listen to me, you're going to behave, and she said yes. They go ahead and they fool around, and they're putting their clothes back on they right break now. Break a desk. 
and they break a desk. They and burn a few plants. It just kind of shows like where they're at right yeah, now in their but relationship. Typhoid basically thinks he he thinks he's got me, but I know yeah. I've got him. I've got him. Yeah. And then the very last page is we go back to see Daredevil. <laughs> he's back in the lane. He's lying in the ground. Down. He's still where he was. And, and Mary Mary shows up. Yeah. And uh, she goes, Mary, that's my name, isn't it? She's literally looking at the body over the. Um, where she dropped him, and, and she's like, why am I bruised? Like, who hit me? Which is obviously Kingpin. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, Mary's saying, I've got to stop her, talking about typhoid, because she's kind of figuring it out now. She makes me do bad things. There's only one way to make her stop. Mm-hmm. And that's where it ends. Now, the next issue, um, we are into Inferno Land. Now, Inferno was a uh, mutant-wide, I think it was all across the uh, X-Books at this stage, crossover. And, and Daredevil for some reason. And, well, he's in New York. And the the what happens is, um, this is from memory, so if I've got anything wrong, you can go and, and listen to podcasts about the X-Men that will explain it much better. But basically what happened was Scott Summers married uh, Madeline Pryor, who was a clone maybe of Jean Grey, and um, uh, she... When Jean Grey returned and Madeline Pryor was kind of jilted by Scott being a jerk, she um, was she joined the X-Men for a little bit and was a pilot for them before she was uh, seduced by uh, Sim, who was the demon that was in control of... He had taken over Limbo, which was where Ileana Rasputin used to teleport through and was starting a war where he was going to kidnap 13 babies, I think, to open a pool, using a pentagram shape to open a pool to allow hell to come to Earth. And Madeline Pryor became the Goblin Queen, um, and they were going to kill all the ex-people. Um, I think that's what it was. Sounds so, good to me. It's good fun. Um, I think you can read it on on the Unlimited app. It is, yeah. But um, it kind of bleeds a little bit into um, Daredevil, because what's happening is Daredevil is basically dead as good as dead lying in the dirt and new york is falling to pieces hell has come to new york and we open with uh some gargoyles jumping down and trying to kill um karen who's with butch and darla and black widow who are still looking for matt they're on their way to see buck bucky yeah and and over the first like bucko and it takes like you know five, six, seven pages for them to get to the police yeah, station. Yeah, we're going along, and, and we we learn that like New York is, is turning into hell, and what's happening is yeah, that inanimate is, yeah. objects are coming to life, yeah, and attacking people. It, yeah, so these machines and cars yeah. and stuff are literally doing these weird things and like yeah. hitting people and coming to life. Doors are closing. There's all one, these weird little touches, yeah. like uh, they're walking along, and a mailbox gives them the side eye. It's looking yeah. at them evilly, and you see a skull randomly by the subway station. Mm-hmm. Um, the the turnstile tries to jab. Karen in mm-hmm. the stomach and tries to stab her in the stomach and they get onto the train's going along and it's it, screaming it's, it's screaming, literally screaming and when it stops for them to get on the doors keep closing yeah. and, and, and actually Butch and what was the name of the girl? Darla. Darla. So Butch and Darla end up getting smashed between the doors and then obviously Black Widow um, opens them up and they get inside and then they're mm-hmm. waiting. So just the just for them to get from I assume the clinic where they started the clinic to, to, Bucko. to Bucko it's like mm-hmm. they got to go through New York and New York is just falling apart yeah and this so, is just the start of it this yeah. is like the, the portal to hell isn't fully open yet. so then um well, uh so then we go back to where matt is down laying in the grass yeah. and we have mary once again mary's like above she's walking above on the bridge area yeah and uh she's sort of going through and saying you know i know i can feel this thing inside me this thing's been trying to take over it makes me do bad things 
and uh, I, I should just kill my... And we have moments like each panel is either her or typhoid. And yeah. her saying basically, I hate myself and kind of physically closing herself up and then typhoid opening up and laughing and saying, oh, yeah, I like doing nasty things. I'm going to kill everybody. And <laughs> <clears throat> it's so fun to read like when she's talking back and forth with yeah. herself and she doesn't know she's doing it. Yeah, so she she's walking along and she kicks something off of the bridge. Um, it's not really clear what it is. No, it just I think it's just some trash that she actually Something that kicks. gets you to look down. and when it, it falls it, down and hits by... By yeah. uh, by Daredevil, who's lying down, and this is this is great. This this moment, I mean, this is this is something that would, is only ever lightly covered with uh, Daredevil. It's like some some writers mention it a lot, but he has this technique that stick taught him, which is almost like a healing factor. Yeah, and uh, he's completely out. I mean, he is like down on the ground. It's not even clear if he's alive, if his heart is even working at the moment. It beating, and there's there's some trash by him that's starting to come alive. A vacuum mm-hmm. cleaner is coming alive. And yeah. we slowly slip into this broken pencil. It's really cool. Really scratchy. Yeah. Like almost like the afterworld bright light, but it's he's almost like he's radar sense and the afterworld. It's really cool because um, you have Daredevil. He's still laying there in that exact same position, mm-hmm. but his clothes are now intact. His mask is complete. He's not all thrashed down. So yeah. we know that we're not in reality. We're kind of like yeah. inside of his mind. And you you have Stick who is there and is telling him, like Jamie said, things like, look, you need to, you need to beat your heart. Yeah. Pump that he says, heart. Get in. the heart alive. Yeah. Heal those cuts. Starts. Seal them up. I said beat. And what you have here is you have Stick you know, aggressively telling Daredevil you need to heal and Daredevil being kind of like, I don't want to heal. Yeah. I don't like this. I'm over. Like, like he says, I want to scared. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm scared. It's almost like he's saying, I want to die. And stick is saying, yeah. no, toughen up. You can do this. Yeah. He says, trust me, you can do it. Mm-hmm. And he says, I don't want, I don't want to go out there. It's bad out there. And he says, shut up. You can feel it. Heal it. There's a great bit where he says like the, the bone in your leg, it's wrong. Set it right. Yeah. Make that fix it. Yeah. And then we see, we get the sense that he's slowly coming too. Um, we go back on the train and like people are just. People are just jerks. People are turning into demons around them. They're trying to grab everybody. A, a syringe flies out of nowhere and almost hits Karen. And someone says, Why did he throw that hypodermic? Oh, uh, Black Widow says, Why did he throw the hypodermic at you? They get to the 15th precinct. It's chaos in there as well. People are saying, You know, people are trying to kill me. My car mm-hmm. tried to kill someone. And Bucko's there, and he's on the phone, and someone's saying, a phone booth tried to kill me on the phone. And he's like, well, just smash it. <laughs> just, just, why are you calling up? Just smash the phone so booth. So New York is just, is think, yeah, objects are starting to come to life. And Karen gets up to Bucko and is like, look, Bucko, what's going on? Have you guys you know, increased the manpower on trying to find Daredevil? Do you have any leads? And Bucko just tells her straight, look, I'm sorry. I don't have enough people. Yeah. I can't do anything. I can't find them. You're out of luck. So she kind of storms off. She's mad. She just feels like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this mm-hmm. myself. She goes back outside. She meets Black Widow and the kids, and she's just like crying and goes, I don't get it. What's going on? The world seems like it's falling apart. Yeah. So anyway, so we cut back to Daredevil, and Daredevil, that vacuum cleaner that we had talked about yeah. earlier that was next to Daredevil's all beat-up body has come to life, literally yeah. almost looks like a... It's part of the like a scorpion. Yeah, the the I think a big part of the of what Lord Sim was doing, and I can't remember when this happened, but maybe in the New Mutants was um, Warlock. The character Warlock was had a techno organic virus that infected Limbo, mm-hmm. and Sim kind of took control of it. So all of these inanimate objects are now techno organic. Um, so it has that kind of Warlock look, and it, uh, yeah, it looks like a, a scorpion. Scorpion that's over. 
Daredevil and it's kind of whipping around its uh, its power cord, mm-hmm. I guess, trying to find out whether or not it wants to do. So we jump we jump back to Stick. Stick's basically saying, "What's wrong with yeah, you? Why why yeah. don't you want to live?" And he's like, "It's a bad world." And he goes, "So what? Get get yeah. up!" And he goes, "I get beat up too much." And he goes, "Who cares? Get up! Stop being self pitying." And he has this moment where he, it's like like blatantly says, "Look, this is like." You're in the the start of the third um, arc of the the story. You've got to slay the dragon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is this is a, a Robert McKay story. Um, That's funny. You've got to get up. You've got to overcome this obstacle. Slay the dragon. You'll be fine. It's all going to be great. You're going to fix yourself. You're going to be great. Breathe, heal, live. Slay the dragon. And Daredevil says, "I'm so tired." And it's just get on with it they get back to the law clinic yeah and we find out that the law clinic has been uh yeah trashed somebody trashed the clinic now they say yeah they say somebody's trashed it but it's also like the way they keep talking about is how the phones are tangled up and it's almost as if the law the stuff in the law clinic oh like, like maybe it was the machines the that trashed yeah. it. so the radio turns on and uh and it's just saying nasty, y- 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 nasty nasty stuff and so they decide that i believe they're going to take the elevator to go upstairs that the kids are the kids say we're going to go up and skate on the roof and skate on the roof and then obviously black widow realizes oh crap you know it's, it's the elevator it's, it's the elevator machines and stuff so she's like no wait and then it ends up stopping or closing the door with the yeah. kids inside and then the elevator starts going up and down really really fast so black widow needs to think quickly she uses her widow's bite or is it, or her widow, uh, widow the, line the widow line she uses her widow's line and, and shoots it up into the air and gets onto the top and then um, when she's on the roof, she opens up the elevator door and jumps in, into the elevator, goes inside, uh, gets the kids, brings them to the top. And she does this cute little thing where she ties everyone up around her waist, shoots it back up in the mm-hmm. air, and is able to um, you know, survive and save the kids when the elevator goes and crashes down below. Yeah. It's a crazy quick itself. scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, we cut over to, to Daredevil and... He's yeah. like being like choked by this. The the vacuum, vacuum demon is choking him, and there's a great. It cuts back to his in, inside bit, and he's basically in the same position, but he, we can't see the vacuum thing at first. And he says, "Stick, help me, stick, Dad, Mum. I've changed my mind. I want to live." <clears throat> we cut over to, well, uh, well, above, above, yeah, to Mary, and she's like, "I've got to kill myself." And she looks down, and she sees Daredevil's down there fighting this vacuum cleaner. And uh, she goes down, and she uh, he he kills the vacuum. He he comes back to life, and he grabs it and basically crushes it with his bare hands. And he says, "I want it. The despair, the darkness, the fight, and the death. If that's life, I don't care. I want it back. It's dark, but it's mine." Mm-hmm. And she and Mary becomes typhoid, mm-hmm. and uh, she says, uh, "You know, she's she's got the machete in her hand." And Mary, as Mary sees the vacuum cleaner crushed, but cuts the metal that's flying towards her from the crushed vacuum cleaner with it. And Typhoid says, Yeah, oh, very, very good. Protect yourself. Protect yourself. Only one person can use that machete like that, and that's yeah. Typhoid. You let me out. And then she sees, she sees Daredevil, and she says, uh, So, Daredevil, you're back from the dead. And she kind of tricks him and says, It's me, it's Mary. And, uh, and basically she says, you know, I'm in full control now um, and it's time for me to wash the blood off my hands, or off of her hands, and uh, you know what comes next, don't you? And that's how the issue ends. <clears throat> and then we have, you're not you're not a big, as big a fan of these couple of issues as I am, but I kind of like the Daredevil story. I know that there's the, all the craziness 
lots of infernos going on around them. Uh-huh. Uh, basically, what happens is we see New York is like collapsing. And there's a great moment where the kingpin sitting in his tower is like a product of this evil. And, um, you know, he, he thinks he's in control, but they throughout the issue, it's kind of like people are saying to him, you don't get it. You work for it. like Which we're is, demons, and you work for us. You but gave how, up. But how long has it been going on? Well, I think the the implication is that once you do something that's so bad to become an e- a bad person, so so evil as like he killed someone, you gave up your soul at that point, and that's what. Um, so the demons are controlling. Uh, I don't think uh, they're controlling. They're just saying you're an agent of us. We we are much higher power okay. than you are. Um, but we see like all this nastiness going on. There's like cops dead, and we have this little. Mo- there's a brief little moment where a demon and typhoid are there, and they're making a deal. It says we're making a deal, and they're drinking champagne and smiling. And what what, what are you looking at right now? Um, issue two six three. Did I jump ahead? Did I two six three page three? Oh, you, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. And sorry. it's a, yeah. the the the. Text going on at the moment is basically saying like humanity at its time, it's an experiment, but it failed. And now we're here to take over the world. So when I read this, I was confused because so typhoid and the demon are in cahoots together. Yeah. And that has to do with her personality. I think that's part of it. Yeah. I think it's bad. Like she, she's, she's demonic enough that it's like, Oh, okay. You're on. Yeah. You're on her side. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. I actually thought was pretty clever. Yeah. You know, I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, it's it's it could be literal or it could be the, the artwork in the last, not so much the last issue, but the last issue was great too. But the artwork in these next few issues is insane. Yeah, like it is crazy the way that that uh, Williamson and, um, uh, John, and John, John Romita go to town. They go to stuff. town and the way that they draw these demons and and these creatures. Yeah, like they're gigantic and they're just really scratchy looking. And yeah, you kind of it's, it's really insane. hard to to um, like you feel like you're being engulfed by fire. And sometimes you can't decipher and, what's going on because yeah. it's just too much going on um we we cut to cool, a though. um ekg is that what they're called the cardio yeah, yeah. and it's blipping and it's uh so daredevil. Da- daredevil somehow got into the well, hospital mary, mary took that's what the i hospital. was gonna that's what i was oh, i'm sorry <laughs> what, <laughs> I, what did i give it away no okay yeah mary got into the hospital yeah. she's she this is part this is where i think this okay i was talking to someone online the other day um and they we were talking about daredevil stories that that did Karen wrong? Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to that in a roundabout way, and a big there was a big one that's coming up that we'll cover much later, which I think did a horrible job of working on Matt and Karen's relationship and and doing something that's heartbreaking within that relationship. What Anna Senti and um, John Romita Jr. and Al Williamson do in these few pages is such good storytelling to to like destroy Karen as a character without necessarily going to to just have something as simple as Matt is in a hospital, he's in a hospital bed, Karen is there watching and she's basically saying oh my god, I can't live without you, please, you've got to pull it together you've got to, you're you're so vulnerable but you've got to, and the image of her kind of holding herself like she's barely holding it together and she's watching and she's saying, you know, I hate this I just, I love you so much you've got to heal and while she's doing that, from behind, out of the shadows, comes Mary. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Mary comes up to the glass and says, oh, Matt, you poor baby. And Karen's like, who are you? That's, oh, that's Daredevil right. in there. Right, 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 right. The doctor's promised to protect his identity. And the two women look at each other. And Mary says, I know. I know who Daredevil is. A man can't keep a secret from the woman he loves. And you see Karen slowly start to understand what's happening. 
She says, I found him, I rescued him. That's Mary says that. Mary says that, yeah. How how did you know where he was? And she says, and it's such a like the image is just so like mm-hmm. like casually evil almost <clears throat> where you don't know if it's typhoid or you don't know if it's Mary. See, okay. When you love someone, you just know these things, darling. Yeah. And you know, Karen bursts into the room, she runs up and she's saying, Matt, Matt, tell me, tell me these are lies. And Matt mumbles one name. He says one name through the fog of and yes, it's, it's Mary. Mary. And Karen is just broken. She runs out. She runs out of the hospital. Yeah, it, it is. It is pretty crazy. But I, uh, what, uh, one thing I wanted to say was, I think that this is typhoid Mary. Yeah. Oh, I, absolutely. Because in the last one, we saw that typhoid and Mary have become one person. Basically. Okay, that's what. I, okay, that's what yeah. I was not sure yet. If it no. was like, a, if it was like a permanent thing now. Yeah. Like the the killing of or the the not killing of Daredevil. Yeah, I think it is. Was it then, okay? So this you, is the moment where she's like. You want me to break her heart? You want me to break his heart? Watch this. So they become one person Mm -hmm. and she is in control now. So she can manipulate however she wants, either with love, you know, or okay. Okay. So Karen, this and this is this is well because this is the last time we see Karen for a long while. Yeah. She runs out of the hospital, she's in tears, and she runs, she's running past an alley full of demons, and they fire needles are and say we've got the best stuff come over here you we know you're down come back come back to us you know you you've been away too long and 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 some of these people look like people some of them have like demon arms yeah everyone is like transforming it it's it's a very slow transformation i think but like it's almost to the point to where people aren't scared to see these creatures they've just accepted it as a way of life yeah exactly So uh, we go back to the hospital and Daredevil is there. He's he's using the technique to heal himself. He's f- fixing himself. Well, one but the thing, machine is coming. Uh, to, one to thing life. I wanted to say was the reason why Matt said Mary was probably because Mary was the last person he saw because Mary was the one that rescued, yeah. rescued him. at the same time, he was doing the dirty. So it's kind of like, you know, he could. And I think in later issues, he tries to explain it. Where he's like, no, no. It wasn't what it looked like, kind of thing, but it. <laughs> and you could, you could was. argue, but at the same time, he was cheating on her. So. No, well, no, you're right. He was, but he was manipulated. Yeah. And at this point, you know, I, I don't know. And then we cut over to the kingpin, and we see how bad the whole inferno thing is, because the kingpin is sitting there, and uh, the your, your guy, the, uh, the 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 ranger, the ranger. Thank you, bursts in. He says, "We've got a problem. Uh, this is great. This is this tells you everything you need to know about the crossover." It says. Seems the X-Men or some mutant vigilante team were fighting a battle and lost. Crazy as it sounds, some cracking spaces erupted under Manhattan and demons are pouring out. New York is becoming an inferno. And that sounds like science fiction, but it's true. Worst part is the demons are taking over. The low-level ones are taking over the vice and drug trades. The higher-level ones are attacking big businesses and corporations. We're being infiltrated, ruined. And Kingpin says, I know. I know all of this. I expected it, and I don't care. I don't care, yeah. So you know what he's thinking about. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and there's kind of a there's almost like a like a resigned I've messed up and everything's going to hell and I know it. Um we go back to the hospital and the machine is trying to basically kill Daredevil and he's trying to fix himself. And then we see outside and we see the demons come in full force. Like the New York basically catches on fire at this stage. And this is great. What happens is there's almost like a Matt as a as a person, the the whole 
ego or the id or whatever it is just vanishes and he becomes like this almost like his own version he's like a good angel that suddenly is like okay i'm i'm fixed i'm going to town i'm gonna fix this i'm gonna get out and he goes out it, see now now okay. and just starts fighting <clears throat> demons yeah he does so he goes from pretty much not being able to move yeah. to being almost looking like he's full strength yeah and running across town and just just destroying demons and it's confusing to me so you think he was um, possessed by like something to counter the demons well i think that what happens is that in the inferno storyline you have two things you have either you're completely you completely are taken over by the evil or you somehow survive and are, but are it, an agent of good and but if you're an agent of good how did that give him all of his strength and energy back how did it happen with a click like this that's he's what got I'm, a healing factor okay he's so he's got sticks healing that's powers. fair enough fair enough so you think that once he his body goes into this almost i think it's like yeah i think it's like once your mind type. goes because of what's going on it becomes yeah. like what is what is my function in this world and daredevil's okay, function sure. always been help help people who need help okay all right so he goes off and he fights a demon train he jumps onto a demon train that is plunging down into the bowels of hell through like you see (laughs) thousands of people that are just burning in hell's fire and he basically takes control of this demon train he first he tries to and the, the the controls break then we cut over to kingpin and he's he's basically losing it he's getting angrier and angrier and we see Typhoid Mary, and she is now a, she's pretty much a demon. At this yeah, stage. she's wearing a headpiece. Yeah. It's like a, I don't know, it's like a demon crown almost. Yeah, it's almost like a snake helmet or something. Yeah. She comes over and she says, I'm in control now. You blew it. And this is where we see the demon. And, and uh, Typhoid Mary and the demon are laughing. And Kingpin's like, What is going on? And she says, uh, uh, She's laughing with the demon and says, uh, the king, she says to the kingpin, "This is your boss." And kingpin says, "Don't be ridiculous. I have no boss. I, I am, am the, the boss. boss." Yeah. And she says, "No." Uh, the demon says, "No, little boy. You sold us something years ago—a small thing, a tiny soul, an intangible, worthless thing. Worthless to you, that is. No, kingpin, sir, darling, baby sugar, sweet kingpin. You've been working for us for a long time now, but you know that." So he didn't actually sell his soul. No, but I think in the act of becoming did, okay. that bad of a guy, you do. See, and then we, we cut back to Daredevil, Daredevil who's riding, yeah. the, riding the demon train. And Taking this, it we're by talking, the horns, the literal ta- horns. Literal, literal, literal horns. He's like gigantic, and there's all these people inside the train. Yeah. And Daredevil, I guess through sheer will, yeah. is able to change the direction of the demon. and He sends it flying back out through the surface where yeah. it was going down into hell. The demon kind of turns on him as a, and, and this is Anderson, he describes it as a, a thousand eyes, a thousand teeth, a thousand horns and spiked spikes, a thousand horrors they, that embrace Daredevil. And he just gets up and just like, this thing's breathing hellfire on him, trying to burn his soul. Mm-hmm. And it's not quite clear if it's like, my soul isn't here right now, or if it's like, I'm, I'm an agent of good. You can't do this to me. I am, I'm like... God's weapon, and he just—he—he's he, Billy Club becomes a spear. He throws it into the demon's mind, and the thing just screams and drops down into the ground. And he's down on the ground, and everyone comes up, and people are starting to revert back into this good thing. And they're trying to help him. They're saying, "He, he saved us. He saved us. We've got to help him." Uh, Butch runs over, and he says, "It's all gone horrible. Everything's fallen apart. Clinic's destroyed. Karen's gone. She's vanished." And he says, "You know, I hate Matt Murdock. He betrayed her. I hate him." Um, 
and he says, you know, Daredevil, are you okay? And Daredevil says, no, I'm not. And that's how the issue ends with him lying there. It, it's it's just it's it's manic and it's crazy it's and it's hard to follow what's going on. But it is a little bit, yeah. But yeah, we have. But a, if you like demons and you like uh, like Daredevil riding on the back of a demon, it's it's right up your alley. Yeah, and I think uh, this next one. Uh, 265 is in Inferno continues hell still on fire and we open with a, a dentist that's being attacked by his equipment and turned into like this crazy looking demon dentist monster drill thing mm-hmm. that it walks through and, and this is that thing that you were saying where, like New Yorkers are just like yeah they're this like is, this they're is like, normal oh, like whatever the, yeah. yeah everyone's just like accepted that New York has become a circle of hell yeah so the dentist guy, like literally, like the dentist has been taken over by his dental machines. Yeah. He storms out and then runs into a cop. Yeah. And then, and then the it's police officer. Two, two cops two, in a car. Yeah. They're eating sandwiches. They don't yeah. care that everything that's going on. We're talking about like, yeah. if you look outside, there are demons everywhere, tall as buildings. And these yeah. cops are like, eh, whatever. And then the dentist ends up like eating the police officer. He kills, he, he, destroy, like, he dismantles morphs, one of them. Yeah. And then he morphs into yeah. it. So now he's like half police officer, half dentist. Yeah. And the other guy, the other cop that's sitting in the car is like, can you take that outside? I'm having my lunch while and this the, guy's and, being killed. And then while that's going on, we got a, we have a semi-truck that's trying to go through. And see, what's so funny to me, Jamie, throughout all this Inferno stuff mm-hmm. is that people are just trying to continue to work their jobs, do yeah. their things. It's Get just, to work. It's just but crazy. It's like, I think that's part, it's like, it, it is a literal hell where it's just like the mundane idea of hell going on forever. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. you go to work. We have this great moment where these two absolute a-hole truck drivers are driving through Manhattan and they're laughing and they're basically causing like a, a smoke, uh, what do you call it? The um, exhaust. The exhaust. They keep pumping out smoke and they're laughing and going, ha we don't care about the environment. We're going to blast holes in the ozone. This is fun. And they're getting drunk while they're doing it. <clears throat> and then he says, you know, blast it again, blast it again. And he says, okay, pass me a beer. And then smoke fills the cabin and he goes, hey, what's going on? Someone's blocked our exhaust pipe. And the guy gets out. He's like, I'll rip your throat out. I'll ram your nose bone into your brain. You walk in lobotomy. He looks out. The pipe's bent. And standing on top of the cab is dead. Everywhere. He doesn't say a word. He no, he doesn't. And, and I love what the guy's response is. He goes, oh, craps. Uh, good work, man. Uh, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> and Daredevil just goes, Daredevil has become like this machine, this robot. Yeah, see, this is what is a little confusing me. So for this whole issue, for the rest of this yeah. issue, is you have Daredevil who's walking through New York and he is obviously seeing some, some normal humans, some demons and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he literally does not speak any I don't think he speaks at all in this no. whole issue. And he's just walking Maybe through. Maybe right at the very end. But. And he is destroying demons yeah. without a... Any s- demon that's, kid that's hurting a person, he yeah. attacks. Yeah, and he literally just keeps walking and saving people, walking and saving yeah. people without... Sp- it's like he is an empty shell. You're yeah. right. It, it just... It's odd, but yeah. uh, kind of cool, though, too. Yeah. We see Butch and Dala. Dala's been possessed. Yep. She says... Uh, but, right. he, but she's still trying to be friends with... or. Sorry, uh, he's... Um, Butch is still trying to help Darla. Yeah, trying to help Darla. What's going on? Why are you being so weird? And she says, I was buying a Coke and a machine grabbed my hand. That's all I remember. So quit bugging me. Let's go have some fun. And they're basically watching. They're following behind Daredevil. Daredevil, there's a great moment. Daredevil's walking along. Someone taps him on the shoulder and says, uh, I'm late for work and all the bus drivers are being eaten by demons. Do you think you could... So Daredevil <laughs> gets on the bus... <laughs> Beats up the demons, drags him out, and everyone goes, thanks, thanks, and, Daredevil, and gets on the and bus to go to work. <laughs> yeah. And he just goes, he goes through. And there's a, you know, there's a bit, I can't tell if this is supposed to be someone, but there's a guy that's in his apartment, and 
He's uh, he's trying to sleep. He hears knocking on the next door apartment. He opens the window and shouts at them, and they said, "We're renovating." And these two demon people are there. And by the time he gets back to his room, everything's been stolen. And he's like, "I'm leaving New York. I've got to get <laughs> out of here." We see the dentist cop demon thing that's going around, and he's basically he's going around now saying, "You know, you got to show respect. You got to pay me as a cop, otherwise I'm going to arrest you for." And it's like ridiculous things. He's like, yeah. "Okay, I can come up with something." Um, like just being horrible to people. Half Dennis, half cop. Yeah. Hits some woman on the back of the head and says, where's my kickback? Uh, some guy's mugging someone in an alleyway and he says, hey, I can see you over there. And he's like, oh, sorry, officer. Here's a, here's a, here's a Walkman and throws it at me. He says, there you go. Keep going. Plunder away, citizen. Arrest the meek. Reward the obnoxious. Let's bring New York to a rapid boil. And, uh, you know, he's just, it's, it's just insanity. There's this, there's this great... This guy is driving to work and he's just talking about how horrible it is. And like behind him, everything's being looted. People are stealing from his car while he's sitting there. <laughs> the ground comes alive and eats the tire under him. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I was stuck in gridlock anyway. I can keep moving. Tries to get in a cab. And and again, Daredevil is just walking along. He's just tearing. Yeah, just apart. tearing through demons. And, uh, and Dollar and, um, and Butch are following, saying, you got to help people. What's going on? And Dollar's saying, leave him alone, you poop. There. Um, there's a bit where these demons are waiting in ambush. They're going to grab two people, and Daredevil just goes in and kills every single demon in the alleyway. Um, the guy is still walking through saying, uh, I hate New York. A demon fixes his tie. The cop's there, and he's like arresting them. And Daredevil starts freeing people that he's tied up. And a cop says, hey, what are you doing? You're aiding and abetting, um, obstructing justice and aiding and abetting criminals. I'm going to have to kill you now. And Daredevil gets into a fight with him and just dismantles him, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, it kind of inspires everybody at this point. And the demons are watching. They're throwing fire down. You know, it makes it seem going. like Daredevil is the one that saves the day. Yeah. I, I don't mean just within Daredevil, but Inferno in general. Yeah. Because he's like the one that gives people like the hope to uh, stand up for themselves and, yeah. and to... Yeah, and to fight all the monsters. It is. <laughs> it is kind of. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff happening over in the yeah. Xbox, but he's he's pretty much down on the ground level doing this. And uh, Butch runs up and says, uh, "I'm ready to give up on you. Why did you have to change? Why do you have to be like this? You might as well be dead, please." And he just pats him on the head, mm-hmm. and and Dallas says uh, he's zombified and starts laughing. And then he starts picking up trash. And there's all these people yeah. that were like borderline demons, and they're like. I think we should pick up as well. Let's yeah, clean that's up. that's what I mean. Like, yeah. yeah. And then we see, this is great. The moment the guy that was in the car that just wanted to get away, he's got, uh-huh. he's got into a helicopter for a tour and they're just flying around for 10 minutes and he's like, that's all I need. I just wanted to get away. And they see the um, the pentagram in the sky that opens up that, that sucks, sucks all, all the, the demons, demons away. In, yeah. so Ending in Inferno, hopefully. Yeah. And then, it, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> so then we cut to a bar and th- this is another thing. This is like Anna Senti thrown in this, this uh, on the radio. It says, another mutant battle raged over Manhattan today in which the mutant X or some such team <laughs> keeps cutting in. Details mm-hmm. are sketchy as yet, but 13 babies were kidnapped. So-called sorcerers from a town called Limbo performed some spells and the demons disappeared, possessed humans, returned to normal. But Shakespeare in the Park will be held as usual. Macbeth is tonight. How long delays? And it goes back to regular <laughs> stuff. And someone buys Daredevil beer. And I think this is the first time we've seen him drink alcohol. Is it? Yeah, I think normally he kind of 
doesn't do it because he says it affects his senses too much, but he has a little beer and he's yeah, smiling. Yeah, he's drinking beer and he's smiling. Yeah, it, and he it, doesn't say a word. You're it, right. He doesn't say a single it, it, word. It is, yeah, yeah. That's got to be a first. But yeah. man, no, it's a crazy, crazy issue. Yeah. And, I mean, you did a good job of summing it up pretty quickly there, Jamie. <laughs> because, like, I, I mean, it, it is kind of hard to follow, but I guess the, the main way to think about it is just they're demons. Yeah. They're taking over. Humans are letting it happen. Yeah. Daredevil decides, nope, I'm gonna I'm gonna fix things. I'm gonna destroy these demons. Yeah. That pyramid in the sky or that uh diamond pentagram, pentagram in the mm-hmm. sky and opens up, demons start to go up. Daredevil did a good job of uh inspiring people to pick up trash. Mm-hmm. Now he's gonna go enjoy a drink. Yeah. Um and I I like these issues. I know you said they're a bit like No, I mean I enjoy them, but my my biggest problem was that this happened right after 260. Yeah. And I feel like what the Inferno storyline did was and Anna Senti, I don't know if she still was, but a while back it said that she was kind of editing some of the X-Men books. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know if she still is. If she still yeah. is, maybe mm-hmm. that kind of makes more sense because she wants to tie, you know, yeah. all the books in together because Daredevil didn't have to be even though it takes place in New York. I didn't have to be in the Inferno. And sometimes what ends up happening is is that when you have all these tie-ins yeah. for people who don't read all the other stories, don't read all the other books, you know, they get into trouble because yeah. what ends up happening <laughs> is that when they open a book and they're caught in mid-action and they don't know what's going on and it takes away from a storyline, it's kind of sucks, you know, because, you know, like, oh, we, we just left Matt falling on the ground, Typhoid Mary's big love triangle, mm-hmm. and now, like, we're that's going on a back burner while Daredevil deals with Inferno. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they did a good job of trying to incorporate the, or incorporate it into the storyline, but I didn't want it, though. Like, I wanted it to... I felt like if Inferno would have not happened, mm-hmm. the love triangle between Karen, Mary, and Matt would have had a couple of issues. It would have been a lot bigger. It would have been, you know... Yeah. There would have been more that happened. Daredevil would have, you know, maybe Foggy would have shown up. I mean, it, it, you know, <laughs> where what, is Foggy? Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just felt like it just kind of happened at a bad time. And I, since I'm not reading the other Inferno books, yeah. I wanted to just focus on Daredevil, not Daredevil fighting demons. I know? think for me, what it does is that the just the way that Karen found out. Is heartbreaking. No, and that is a great scene. And I say and you that, can still keep that yeah. that scene that way because that was a great scene. And the fact that she vanishes after that is very is to me quite powerful. It's like you're right, so well done. But what if they would have had like she finishes and then Daredevil is out looking for? Her. Yeah. And while she's looking for, her, she, she she he has to deal with Typhoid Mary mm-hmm. and has to deal with the Kingpin more. Well, and I then think, yeah, I think what happens is you're seeing like a Daredevil. Is so that that this is what the kingpin wanted, but now he's got it. He doesn't want it, and it's kind of like he's broken Daredevil so much that mm-hmm. there's nothing there. You yeah, know, there's nothing left. So it's kind of like this shell of a person, and it's and it's the, it's after that that we mm-hmm. see him start to rebuild himself. Yeah. But it's kind of interesting to me that his voice in the book definitely, like in that last issue, he didn't say a word, yeah, yeah. and we didn't have an internal thought right. from him at all. And it's that weird thing where he's who he is kind of vanishes a little bit in the book and he becomes this figure inside his own book where all these other people are around and it takes him a while to rebuild that and to come out of it and i think for me that that works and the inferno is just like the backdrop it's just like the sense of the maybe if it wouldn't have happened in 261 yeah maybe if this would have happened in the early 200s or happened later on yeah it's that when you have that big epic 260 which was so amazing yeah. and then you dump <clears throat> then you then you have three tie-in issues yeah 
I don't know. I just like I, I, I wanted more of just Daredevil. That's it. I don't yeah. know. That just my own personal preference. But having said that, these are still good issues, and yeah. they're still good. And you know, you don't have to. You don't have to read Inferno to enjoy them. That's no. what I wanted to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Two six six is co-plotted by John Romita. I noticed that. Yeah, I think uh, I read a, an interview with him. It's kind of cool. He says that you know he he enjoyed being involved in this side of things. And I remember I can't remember who posted it, but Anna Senti, uh talked about the story in this one, and she says that this was around this was around Christmas time that she wrote it. Um, she had just broken up with her partner at that stage and was like having a tough time and was in a really unhappy place. And she actually spent Christmas Day in a bar. And that's where she kind of built a lot of the characters in this story from was that in that thing. And I can't remember the name of the bar. It's like a famous bar in New York that's no longer there. But she mm. spent Christmas Day in there and she said it was like a really sweet moment where there was all these people that you could consider being broken, but they actually helped her through a tough time and it helped her get the story done um so it's christmas um daredevil's another year older yep, another year older i gotta this count probably those like the fourth christmas <laughs> that we've had um and uh we see new york has kind of reverted back to normal everyone's there There's, yeah i pretty much think it has like yeah. if you take a look at it buildings look like buildings i yeah i i feel like i think it's all cleaned up yeah it's it's all been cleaned up yeah and, and it's kind of sweet everyone's kind of happy someone steals a gift yeah. but you know that's it, it, the, but you the, know what this does a great job of showing that new york is how it used to be yeah because new york always had some some petty theft yeah. it had all that type of stuff it's not going to be perfect even no. though it's christmas time but at least it's normal yeah it's at least there's normal. not demons there yeah. um everyone seems like they're happy they're talking everyone's in love that we see like the the contrast of some wealthy people and a homeless person who's freezing cold and, and just dying and we slowly zoom in on the bar which i guess is the bar that, that daredevil was in from the last issue mm-hmm. and uh, someone walks past and says look at that bar i can't believe it's open on christmas a lot of people in there what kind of horrible rotten person has nowhere to go on christmas um and they slow we slowly move in and we see the kind of rotten people yeah that are there. and there's <laughs> like just a, just a, like a big collection of these kind of crazy little characters interesting little uh, people that are in there and daredevil is just nursing a beer in there mm-hmm. the title of the issue is a beer with the devil um you know the, the bar's pretty busy everyone's talking there's a, a woman in there that is uh always talking about how the, the love of her life is just she's just waiting for that phone call from the love of her life which i think anna saini mentioned that there was actually someone in the bar that oh was wow like that. <clears throat> uh, there's a bunch of people there's like a guy that's talking to his hat um and there's um there's like this this uh, this other guy comes, sits down. The woman leaves and says, "I'm waiting for she's. I'm waiting for my gentleman. I'm expecting a call any second." And Daredevil doesn't say a thing. And then the guy sitting next to him says, uh, "You're smart to yeah. have to have let to have ignored." I wonder her. if all of these were kind of conversations that she overheard because maybe, I, yeah. the guy that's sitting next to him is telling Daredevil about like. How he got into a fight with yeah. his with his wife. He and said they're watching a game show. Wa- yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know I'm like. Good riddance. Good riddance, yeah. <laughs> he says, we're watching a game show, and it, I think he says like 10 years ago, we're watching this game show, yeah. and we got into this argument, and it kind of it was timed. About nothing. Yeah, it was about nothing, but it timed in with the game show. With, sort of, yeah. Every so, time one of us said uh, saying, the yeah, person I, I, won I, something uh, on the game yeah, show. Exactly. Every, no, specifically talking about himself. Like yeah. every time I d- said something funny, said something good, made a true remark, you'd hear a ding, yeah. and it made me feel good. And he says, by the time I put <laughs> the real insult on my wife, the guy had won a car or something, 
And I realized that was a sign from God saying, leave, get out of here. So he left. Yeah, so he leaves, and he's like, he goes, and I've been coming back here for 10 years to the same bar. And Daredevil goes, do you have any regrets? Uh, And he says, yeah, I wish I had taken my fishing pole. (laughs) Nothing like fly fishing. I'll be back. I'm going to go take a walk. We see a couple of brothers, Hector and um, I can't remember the other brother's name. Uh, uh, what is his name? Um, anyway, two brothers who are there. Yeah. and they're t- they're, One of them's like the black sheep of the family. One's the golden boy of the family. They're talking about yeah. going to Christmas dinner. At their and, and they're both kind of envious of what the other person has, yeah. which is very typical with brothers. But, you know, like the person that is, you know, the successful person, everything. He is, says, I wish I didn't have to follow rules. Yeah, he's envious of the, of the, of the rule breaker. And the yeah. rule breaker wishes that he had like the stability and it's very, very typical human nature yeah. but yeah they are they're hanging out and they're they're arm wrestling and yeah. they're trying to avoid um well the, the troublemaker is trying to avoid going to the family dinner and the yeah. family dinner just wants the brother to come so because the mom's expecting it and so that way everyone could be together for the holidays yeah um, our character walks in we don't know who it is at first and someone says it's it suddenly gets cold in there mm-hmm. person sits down um next to dead where he says the person says anyone sitting here i guess not um, and it, the guy, the, 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 the game show back, guy, says, hey, comes somebody back. stole yeah, my. And when he looks at this person who we have now seen, it looks like a female with red hair. Yeah. Um, he looks at her and then gets completely white. Yeah. And is obviously scared from by what he yeah, sees. Yeah. He sees something that really freaks him out. Um, so the person sitting next to him starts talking and starts saying, "You're a big hero, aren't you? Sitting here nursing a beer all by yourself." And Dada was like, "Ma'am, did you say something to me?" And <laughs> she starts talking. Um, talking about how the world is rotten and everything's terrible and uh, says, you know, you saved all all those people's lives and nobody offered to cook Christmas dinner for you. Don't you think that's a shame? Um, And then we start to see like little pockets within the bar start to turn a little vicious and a little Mm -hmm. mean. People start arguing with each other. Uh, There's a guy that's on death row on the TV screen and um, he's talking about how happy he is to do it and he just wants to hurt more people. Um... There's the, the 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 person at the bar talking to Daredevil who looks like the woman, um, talks about how, um, says you know I'm uh, I I'll, uh, I'll miss my husband. We've been together for an eternity. We've traveled all over the world. I remember him on the beaches in Cuba in sixty sixty one, Guatemala in the fifties. We had a ranch outside Dallas in sixty three. All good times. And Daredevil says, married in nineteen sixty. You don't seem that old. <laughs> um, and it's like all these little weird comments see, that they're making. And everybody's looking at them and they don't see the same thing that yeah, they're Daredevil sees. Different people. Different people. They're all seeing a different person. Now, one, well, I, maybe the person is making you see what they want yeah. you to see. Maybe We see the that. brothers, um, Hector, Hector and... Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, their little, their fun little banter, their little yeah. arm wrestling thing is kind of turned into an actual argument. To get a little, they're starting yeah. to get frustrated with each other. Yeah, Hector and what is the brother's name? Oh well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, so they're starting Hugo. to get Hugo. Thank you, Hugo and Hector, <laughs> and they're starting to get a little snipey at each other. A guy mm-hmm. walks in. We see the woman that's been waiting for a gentleman caller, and some guy's grabbing her, and, and he's like, "Hey, look, he's not that person's not going to call, so you can just settle yeah, with me you, with a telephone. I'm expecting a call. Yeah, yeah, right, lady, come on, I'm all right. Yeah, he says, don't waste uh, your quarters. <laughs> all you got is my type, and we don't waste our quarters. Yeah. yeah. Um, some guy walks in and says, uh, there was a mugging just outside. And someone says, so what did you do? And he says, do? <laughs> Dude, I what? What am I supposed to do? Um, and then he sees the person sitting next to Daredevil at the bar who looks like a thug. And he looks pale and looks at him and goes, that's 
that's a weird thing and carries yeah. on walking um the brothers start fighting in the background and it starts getting really bad um so we actually see real quick we see um the face of the person that daredevil's next to it this guy sees it as this this thug like yeah. mean looking guy so that person and, and it makes him go completely white like so yeah. it is 100 percent that person that's sitting next to Daredevil, whoever that is, uh-huh. is one hundred percent can make whoever they want look yeah. however they want. And it, and this person's basically messing with Daredevil, saying things like, "Do you think it's worth to steal a dollar or a billion dollars?" And yeah. they're kind of, and just kind of making little digs about how bad humans are, and how yeah. bad humanity is. And, and meanwhile, Daredevil's got five beers in front of him. Yeah, he's just been pounding them. He's been pounding them. Um, and what happens is that the person leans in and kisses Daredevil, and then the brothers fight and uh, uh, Hector stabs Hugo with a broken bottle mm-hmm. and kills him. Crazy artwork, though. Like, yeah. th- like what we have is we have two splash pages with panels on top of the splashes. Mm-hmm. And um, the first one is leaning in for the kiss where, um, where this person tells Daredevil, someone took a bite and it's not been rotten ever since. Yeah. Kisses, brothers fight. Break the glass. Next page, stabbing and killing, and the kissing is happening. Yeah, and uh, she she's telling Daredevil to forget the world, let someone else be the hero. You know, just kiss me, and then uh, yeah, and you see the pain in um, yeah. in, in it's Hugo's crazy face. good drawings. Yeah, um, you know they're arguing and saying you're selfish, you're blah 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 kills, and everyone just watch is is just watching. And the, then they're the, they're not watching Daredevil. No, they're, they're watching the fight go on and the yeah, brothers the, yeah. the brothers fight. And uh, the person sitting next to Daredevil says, "Look at this, the bar, all the bar on the all the money on the bar. You could just take it." And he said, "Why would you do that?" And uh, what is going on? What? And he starts to come to, and he says, "Hang on a second, you there's something not quite right. You seem so young. You were in strange countries and all saying strange countries." countries. In all the wrong years, young yet full of old crypto talk. Where is everyone? Why do you seduce me? And then he backhands. Like smacks her yeah. big time. Kavoks her. <laughs> Get yeah. away from me. And uh, he says, what happens? And some guy is there right now, right behind your back. Thanks for the help, Daredevil. I guess you were too busy swapping germs with that guy. Yeah. Daredevil's like, guy? Guy? Like, what are you talking about? And he says, you could have stopped it, Daredevil. You could have stopped it. You could have... And Daredevil uses his senses and the person starts to shift and says, Mm -hmm. I know what you're doing, reading my shape, male, female, beast, whatever. Things are never what they seem mortal. Who you thought you could punch away, Mephisto? Man, John Romita Jr. draws Mephisto crazy looking. It is awesome. Yeah. It's like it's a cool splash page. It, you have Mephisto holding on to Daredevil yeah. and his demon with the big tongue coming out, uh-huh. and uh, just the oh. casual hand, yeah. the the hand that's just he's, he's it, got Daredevil around the the throat of his left hand, and but, his right hand is just casually like it, it's so yeah. cool. But then what's neat over the next several pages is as Mephisto's talking to Daredevil, he keeps getting bigger and growing yeah. and growing. He crashes through the roof. Yeah, on people the, are the running panel. away because fire. The, fire now at, the, at on the third page. It's another splash. We're talking Daredevil is the size of like a like a bean. Yeah, and it, like holding a bean in your hand, and Mephisto is that big. Yeah, it's a, and I'm I'm gonna read the the because it's pretty cool. sure. Go ahead. Uh, you thought you could punch away Mephisto? A true Mary Christian would have turned the other cheek. I've been watching you. I saw your pathetic betrayals. I heard the sound and fury of your moral voice, your squeaking confusion. 
over the ethical universe, you're hypocritical whining over the violence in your life, the law in you always finding a loophole for your selfish self. Your self-indulgent cries after you died and you didn't want to be born again, you poor wretched baby. All your petty human strutting, all your fly buzzing, all your thoughts, all signifying nothing. How it made me laugh. What a grand entertainment you have been to me. Do you see, Daredevil, how immense evil is? You used to believe that one man, no matter how small, could fight evil, could defy it, stand up to it, and that it grow an enormous size by the very small defiance. But you were forgetting that, Daredevil. You're also mine, Diablo. One day I'll tip the scales and you'll welcome me into your arms. You'll embrace me, redeem willingly like you just did in the bar. And then he just vanishes and Daredevil drops through fire and then into the alleyway he's falling through all like the christmas decorations there's a great image of him falling hits the ground like trash cans and snow and everyone comes out and goes that's the guy he was in the bar i think he's had a rough day they help him up and say hey daredevil we're going over to the soup kitchen for christmas dinner want to come he says sure ask the <laughs> spirit we'll have us a fine meal merry christmas Man, Daredevil's had to deal with some demons lately. Yeah, they are coming for him. <laughs> they are coming for him. Mephisto, Mephisto, Th- Mephisto are, is d- coming. Don't get me wrong. Uh, these are fun issues they are. I just, w- after 260, like, my expectations were so high. And um, not that they don't fulfill. I mean, they're still good books. Yeah. They're very fun to read. I just wish that, like, uh, I just felt like the demon Inferno hit at the wrong time. I just want to put it at that. You know what Anaceni does really well? Hmm. And I think it's in that issue uh, you see a bit of it. She sets up stuff coming down the line really well. Mm-hmm. Like she just drops stuff in, says, pay attention. Keep your eye on that. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> and that that does a really good job. That that issue does a really good job of setting up what's going to happen. Because Daredevil, we've seen Daredevil, he he died effectively, has been uh, came back mm-hmm. from the death. Mm-hmm has been this kind of robotic thing with no soul that's been moving around trying to find himself, but everything's gone. He's like a husk of a person. Mm -hmm. And now this demon's come along and said, you're pathetic. Everything that you thought you believed in, you gave it all up. That's how pathetic you are. Mm -hmm. And now this is like, you get the sense that this is the moment where it's like, I need to get back to that. I need to find who I am again. Yeah. No, good, great storytelling. Sorry. Lots of fun, great yes. storytelling. Yeah. All right. We so did it. We did it. And you all did it. Thank you for listening Thanks to for us. sticking with us, guys. Yeah. If you haven't read a Daredevil <coughs> comic book in a while, go pick one up oh, and go, go read Go read it. these ones. Go read yeah. 259, 260. Yeah. Just, just 259, 260. At least at, read those. Yeah. Two. We didn't even cover them this episode. We covered them last episode, but they're still that good. <laughs> well, these um, ones are good, too. These ones and, are and, great. And if you like... John Romita's art, and you haven't read these ones, you need to read the ones that we covered today because it is crazy to see how he draws demons. Yeah. And Al Williamson inking them. Yeah. It, it is amazing, his it's demons. Just, this is where, uh, I mean, John Romita Jr., Al Williamson, and Anna Senni have been incredible in, at this period. And this is the moment where it all is just like, oh, wow, they've hit their peak <laughs> at this stage. They've really got it running. Um, next episode, episode 62. We're going to be covering Marvel Comics Presents 19 and Dead Ever Annual 5, as well as issues 267, 268, 269, and 270. All right. Well, we will check in with you next time. Thank yeah. you for listening. We appreciate your support and for following along with us as we talk shop, talk yes. Daredevil. Talk Daredevil. <laughs> Thanks, I'm everybody. I'm Jamie. I'm Joshua. And we just did Daredevil. Goodbye.